If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. Imagine you went back in time and are strolling through the jungles of the Paleocene. Ferns and trees are huge, and this one trunk is especially enormous. And then it moves. Tough luck! You've met the biggest snake that ever slithered on Earth. The Titanoboa. Good thing it'll stay in the past, right? Right? No, they quite possibly won't. You know what snakes love? Heat. They're cold-blooded, and for any activity, they need some heat from the outside because they can't generate it themselves like, for example, we do. And another well-known fact is, the climate on Earth is getting warmer with each decade. One plus one, and voila! You have yourself a tree trunk of a snake slithering in the woods or gliding just below a river surface. Of course, that would be a completely different snake, and there will be a lot of trouble for snakes to get there. But the size Titanoboa once had is still achievable if the climate gets hot enough. Even today, we already have some giant snakes like anacondas or Burmese and reticulated pythons in the most heated regions of the world. But yeah, those snakes would be like spaghetti next to a titanoboa. This titan of a snake lived some 58 million years ago, and it can still beat any other reptile to the title of the best horror movie material. It was up to 42 feet long, lay two giraffes on the ground and titanoboa would still be longer. Come to think of it, giraffes would be a decent point in a menu for these snakes if they didn't prefer fish and other aquatic animals. Titanoboas became famous as snakes that supposedly ate crocodiles. Snakes are amazingly stretchable and can swallow anything that is one and a half times the width of their bodies. Given that Titanoboa was more than three feet wide, I would guess even smaller hippos would be in danger around them in our days. Good thing for us though, and bad news for giant snakes, they would need something big to eat. That's how snakes choose their prey. They need something to wrap around and swallow. The bigger the thing, the better. And most people would simply be too small for them. <laughs> if a snake isn't starving, it won't attack anything too little, because it'd be a waste of energy. But if the world becomes hotter than now, a lot of other animal species will grow in size too. So, a win-win for the snake. Another thing snakes like is to hide. And most of the time, they're kind of picky in where to do so. It must be a shady but relatively warm and wet spot to hide from predators while it takes its time and shed skin. Or it could be a sunny spot somewhere on a tree where it can relax and digest food peacefully. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With a size like that, though, Titanoboa would need nothing short of a cave to fit itself into, let alone trees. Rainforest today would be ruined by a snake weighing up to 2,500 pounds. That is, unless it chooses sewers to dwell in. Dark, warm, and wet, everything fits. <laughs> Scared already? Don't be. Titanoboa would be quite displeased with meals almost completely consisting of rats. 
and there would be no way for it to get out with this kind of mass. At least all the urban legends about alligators and sewers won't be taken seriously anymore. They'll all be eaten by this giant snake, you know. On the note of shedding skin, do you want to go on an adventure? Strolling through the equatorial rainforest, carefully observing the signs of the beast's presence around you. Trying to be the best hunter and not become the hunted, except the greatest thing about this, you don't need to do any harm to the snake at all. The skin Titanoboa may shed would be the greatest possible trophy and would make rich anyone who dared to go for it. Snake's shed skin has already found its use in decoration. Imagine what a luxury they'd become if they used Titanoboa's skin. And did you know snake's eyes are covered by big lenses they shed with the skin? Two giant organic lenses might also be quite useful, even if only for research purposes. The only nuance here is that the shed skin must be fresh to be properly prepared for use so it won't dry out and become too fragile. And the more the thrill, you know, even if you found your trophy, you immediately know that the monster is somewhere near, and it's hungry after shedding. Well, let's take it to another level, though. Finding a specimen suitable for a zoo. Oh, all the lions and tigers would be instantly put to shame. Titanoboa would become the new king of zoos. That is, if containing such a beast is even possible. For one thing, it's too expensive. You'd need a crocodile farm to feed the thing. And what kind of terrarium would be able to hold it? The biggest ever and with the thickest armored glass possible. Nobody wants Titanoboa roaming the streets, that's for sure. But this would be an unlikely scenario, since, like any other snake, Titanoboa had a sharp and delicate sense of smell, needed exceptional conditions, and was quite sensitive to vibrations. A little too smelly, too noisy, too cold, too dry, or too wet. And the snake wouldn't go near this place unless absolutely desperate. And that's just how we are. We have noisy machinery. We don't mind if it's breezy or dry. So big cities naturally protect us from huge snakes like Titanoboa. Rural areas are another thing. But the only place where Titanoboa would bother them would be near the equator. A little farther south or north, and you can be sure you wouldn't ever face this creature. Bad luck for villages near rainforests and swampy areas, though. Still, the size of the Titanoboa is its weakness, too. Even a sparse yet sturdy net would be enough to put the snake off. And a fence with a weak electrical charge is even better. A slight shock would make the point clear. Protecting the ecosystem from such a snake would be harder. It would need a lot of food. And some areas of the world may have lots of trouble if something that big was slithering around. On the other hand, snakes are generally good for the environment, as they reduce the population of other animals that can chomp on huge amounts of plants. You know, the circle of life. And perhaps, Titanoboa could simply find its place in it without trouble. The Titanoboa's biggest influence on people would be in the culture. We have lots of tales and myths of giant snakes even without a live one as our neighbor, let alone if there was one. In the age of discovery, adventurers would have stayed away from the equator because monsters had lived there. And today, many would risk a lot to even catch a glimpse of it, or better, take a picture. I'm surprised, in fact, that anacondas become much more popular in movies than the Titanoboa. That would be a chilling thriller and the coolest summer hit in the box office. Hollywood, please take note on this one. I'm sure if Titanoboa were alive today, movies about them would be no less of a hot topic than shark-related flicks.
By the way, isn't it strange that so many cultures have legends about giant snakes living in the water? What if something like Titanoboa really didn't go extinct at all? That means all this time, giant snake-like creatures dwelling in the water, like anacondas and maybe even sea serpents, were real. It's not that likely for colder regions, though. So still no luck when solving the Loch Ness case. Ah, oh, man, and we were so close. The only question left is what other animals would have grown to giant sizes if the conditions had been good even for Titanoboa. How about a giant iguana that dwarfs any other lizard we know? Crocodiles that can take revenge on Titanoboa for their smaller brothers. It would all be possible, too, since those are also reptiles capable of growing to enormous sizes in a hot enough climate and with enough food. The world with a colossal snake in it. Yeah, I can deal with it. With all this scaly and always hungry stuff? Mm, no way. <laughs>